What's up, men? And welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. We've been gone for a couple weeks, but we are back. I am one of your hosts, as always, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Saw. <laughs> no, no idea. You're not even going to try? Saw. Japanese. No. I have no idea. I'm just going <laughs> to offend people if I start throwing, throwing <laughs> know, different right? languages out there. Yeah, I'll jump. I'll jump in and say. So I just learned this. That's what uh, the the teenagers say now because they're too lazy to say what's up, and so they just say sa. So I was told that by our high school director here. Is say people say in high school say sa, and if they want to make it specific, they say sa do. So that's what's up, dude. They're just getting lazier now. Dude, I'm so glad I'm not a high schooler anymore. It's bad, man. That is atrocious. Like if it's so hard to say what's up, you just say sa, and you don't you don't look up. Like there's oh, videos man. out, and the guy's just looking at his phone. And he goes sa, and he keeps doing what he's doing. This is what is meant by grieving the Holy Spirit. Uh huh. God's so, like, I gave you the gift of language, <laughs> and all you're trying to do is figure out Trim how little you can use this. How much can you not use your tongues? How much can you not use your Wow. So it's safe to say you won't be using saw anytime Never, soon. ever, <laughs> ever. If I do, Kellen, you have the permission to just lay me out flat on the ground. That is not going to happen. Wow. Dude, I'm going to be the old man that's like, get off my lawn! Right. You know, if yeah. we still have lawns and, and old men in the future. Um, <laughs> which we may not, the way the world is going right now. Anyway, but uh, as I do best with those introductions, just Dude, get us completely off course. I can't even begin to wrap my mind around... That level of no, no. It's just well, not... I mean, you you got a son that's approaching those years, so be careful. He might not even be saying anything by the time he gets there. Oh no, no. Yeah. That that is where <laughs> that is where the discipline of a fatherly love comes into to play. My son will not be speaking in whatever that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to call it. Truncated <laughs> ape speech that is plaguing our teenagers. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking here about getting under the surface. And uh, hey, I don't know if, if y'all's churches out there as you're listening to this have gotten back together in any sort of capacity, but here in Southern California at Compass Bible Church, we have been gathering together outside, socially distanced, yeah. uh, following the rules and regulations given by the governor, but we uh, we have been gathering back together. So uh, one of the things that's been happening is we've been back in interacting with each other as we see each other on Saturday nights or Sunday mornings. And when you see somebody on the patio, what do you say? You say, hey, how's it going, right? Yeah. And what do you expect the other person to say? They have to say good or yeah. just one word and move on. Right. Because right. you didn't plan for anything more typically. No. No. I mean, we're willing to go beyond saw, but <laughs> yeah. but when I say, hey, what's up? It's just a greeting, that's right? It, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of culturally what we've come to expect. But if you've ever had somebody go, oh, man, it's not been a good week. You, yeah. you like, stop down and look back. There's like, a little panic, like, oh, yeah. oh I wasn't ready for that. I, yeah. What do I do? What do I do? Right. Uh, it's like you don't, you don't understand the etiquette. This is not how this works. Yeah. I say, what's up? You say, not much. How's it going? Good. How's it going with you? Good. And then we're done. Transaction yeah. over. Yeah. Right? We know everything about each other. You're we, good. I'm good. That's it. We have greeted each other with a holy kiss, essentially. <laughs> like, that's what that is the equivalent of. Like, I acknowledge your existence. You acknowledge my existence. Thanks for that. Let's go take our seats. Yeah. I, I, on that subject, there was uh, a guy one time I was visiting when I was working at 24 Hour Fitness. I was visiting a club, 
and it was an older guy, older retired guy, and uh, evidently he, he liked to have fun with people. And so, you know, I'm visiting around and you know, walking around, talking to people and things, and obviously they know I'm different because I have slacks and a, a button-up on versus everybody else there is in gym clothes that's working. So uh, I walk past a, an older gentleman, gentleman, and I'm like, hey, how you doing, sir? And he's like, horrible. And I'm like, uh, uh-oh, uh, I don't... And he's like, dude, I just wanted to see what your face was going to do when I said that. Because most people just say good, good, and they keep it moving. He was like, so, you know, as you ask that, just think about, you know, having genuineness, genuineness with it and, you know, seeing, what, seeing, what pe- seeing how people, excuse me, are actually doing. And I'll never forget that because I remember that feeling that I had when he was like, horrible. I'm like, oh, where is this going to go? The rest right. of my day is just booked solid right. now with this guy. Right. You're looking around like, can anybody else come yeah. in and have this conversation? Where, where's the general manager? Like, yeah. you take this from me. Right. Or sometimes, like, somebody will say, just not good. And you, you sense that you've already started walking away yeah. before they're, <laughs> like, and they're talking and you're actively backpedaling from them as they're like, yeah, yeah, man, it's just been a rough week. And uh-huh. you have to, like, physically stop yourself and come back. But right. things we shouldn't do. Things we shouldn't do, right? Yeah. But a lot of times, as men, you know, before men's Bible study or, Maybe it's your small group or you're just spending time together hanging out, whatever, even getting ready to go out and play around a golf. You're talking with each other and we can fall into the same trap there. Just saying like, hey, how have things been going for you? Yeah, things have been good. How have they been going for you? Oh, they've been good. And then you're on to talk about like sports scores mm-hmm. and weather and, you know, whatever else. And what Kellen and I want to challenge you guys with this, this week in this episode is just not to be content with that. Um, God wants us to be able to get after each other's lives and get into each other's lives. And uh, I had a, a pastor once talk to me, and, and he used this phrase, we need to get in each other's kitchens, Yeah. right? Like a salesman comes up to my door and knocks on the door, like he's not coming into my kitchen, right? right? He's going to be at the door, we'll That's have it. our little interchange, and then yeah. he's going to go on his way. You know, if if I know you, yeah, I'm gonna invite you into my house, and then if I invite you into my kitchen, that's where like the real deal conversations happen. As yeah. food is being prepared, as you're just, you know, connecting with each other and getting to know each other uh, more and more. And as men, we need to get in each other's kitchens when it comes to to checking in and seeing how each other are doing. And so, uh, you know, Kellen, why do you think that is? We're at men's Bible study, maybe milling around beforehand. We go up to a brother and we say, "Hey, man, how's how's your week been?" And why is our default just to say "good" when Especially nowadays, that's probably not the reality. Yeah, it goes back to the the pride of men and the lack of vulnerability that we have, and where we use the word earlier is transactional. In our mind, it's like, all right, we got to do this, we got to do this. We're so check the box focused, um, and if I see you, then the check the box there is just, hey, how are you doing? Good. We got past that. Now we can get on to other things. I could actually probably move on from the conversation. But as men, we have a hard time of slowing down because you know we don't plan for that time. We got other things to do. Uh, we got other people to talk to to you know be surface level with, I guess, if you want. But uh, it's just it's countercultural for men. We're just off to the next thing, and we don't really sit, and we're not content with just having a conversation with you and really digging in and finding out how you're doing. I think about uh, men's Bible study, uh, since we brought it up as an example, there's a tendency there. It's like you have a list of questions, and it's like, let me just get through the questions. Well, and, and you you say it all the time as, as our men's pastor of like, look, if we stay on question one and just dig in there and there's some great, fruitful conversation there, then just stay there. And then as men, when we have these conversations with other men, sometimes it's like be willing to stay there with that guy for a few minutes and almost be intentional about that and ask a different question. Don't just say, hey, how are you doing? You know, switch it up. Hey, what's, what's new? What's new this week? 
how, how did this week go for you? Like, what happened this week? How can I be praying for you is a great way that right. we can just provoke different responses other than good. Uh, but, yeah, going back to it's just men, as men, we naturally lack vulnerability. Right. Women, they can say, hey, nice to meet you. I've never met you before. And then two hours later, they know everything yeah. about each other. But we just don't do that as men. Here's my backstory. Here's my social security number. Yeah. You know, would yeah. you like to be in my will? Would right. you take care of my kids if I die right now? Right. Yeah. Hey, what was your name again? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Susie, is it? Um, yeah. And you mentioned pride. And some of the guys out there might be thinking, you know, it's not for me. It's not pride. It's that, like, I don't want to burden anybody else. Mm. I don't want to you know, make anybody else feel like they have to take care of me or they have to enter into my need or anything else. But even that is pride. It's yeah. a veiled form of pride because we're not willing to, you know, let somebody else serve us. We're yeah. not willing to let somebody else, um, you know, come alongside us and help us and even pray for us, right? So it's not even as much of like, well, if I talk to this guy about the struggle that I have, then he's not going to think as highly of me. That's one form of pride, but it's yeah. also a form of pride for us to be unwilling to allow somebody else to come and help us, um, to use the gifts that the Lord has provided them to come alongside us and, and be an encouragement to us. So yeah, pride is, is really at the root of this. And you mentioned some questions there that are good. Even questions you know, to ask guys in passing or you know, on the weekends when you're out on the patio before the, we uh, say out on the patio here, but wherever you, you gather together with social distance, um, <laughs> to be able to ask some questions like, hey, what was the hardest thing that you had to do this week? Yeah. You know, what was the best thing that happened to you this week? Um, what was something, that, something that's unexpected that happened to you this week? You know, asking those questions to just probe kind of and get below the surface and, and then listening to their answer. And that's right. huge, right? Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 16 I believe it is, is just a, an awesome chapter. Let me look it up as I'm talking to you because I, I want to get it right, um, about how we communicate with one another. And one of the things that it talks about there is making sure that we are listening as we are, uh, as, as somebody is speaking back to us so that we're not forming the answer before, uh, before we hear what the other person says. So when you ask one of these questions, how's it going? Proverbs 18, sorry. Proverbs 18 is the chapter. As you ask some of these questions, what's going on? How's it going? What's been the hardest thing? What's been the best thing? Listen and listen in a way that you're ready to ask a follow-up question to that. Yep. Because that's another way to go deeper in our conversations is not just to take the answer and go, okay, great. We answered that one. Let's go deeper. But Or let's go to the next one. But like you were saying, Kellen, to, to stay there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, men, we like to grill. Think about marinating a piece of meat. The best way to marinate meat is to give it time in those juices, right? To soak up the flavor and everything mm, else like that. Now we're talking. Yeah. You, you don't want to just, right before you throw meat on the grill, be like, oh, let me sprinkle some salt on top and then throw it on the grill. It just falls off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you need to let it soak it up yeah. and, and absorb that, right? Well, we need to marinate in some of these conversations with other men. And so asking the follow-up question to, hey, how's your week been? Man, it was, a, it was a rough week at work. You know, we could say, oh, man, I'm sorry about that. I'll be praying about that. See you later. Or we could say, well, well, tell me why. Yeah. Right? And being willing to go further and go deeper in those contexts. And as we're going further, the, the reason for all this is not because, you know, we want to put the, the fifth degree in somebody. We, don't, we want to put them in the interrogation spot. We want to put them in the hot seat. It's because we care about them. Right. It's because we want to actually love each other as the church. Yeah. And so that's why we don't want to just settle for, how you doing? Good, good. Great. Let's move on because we're not caring about each other. We're, we're not showing that we really love each other, but we also don't want to, you know, 
push in on a guy over and over and over again and, and get so involved that he feels like dirt after talking to us either. Yeah. We're asking these conversations because we are these questions because we love somebody that way. Yeah. And I think what, what you do with that information shows, was it just transactional or do you truly care for that person? So what I mean by that is like, how's the follow up there? Like if they're, you know, maybe, maybe they're, they are having a good week. Maybe things have been going well. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, their devotional time is going good and, and they, they're, they're sharing that with you. They're excited about it and they want to continue that. Um, even following up with them after that is like, hey, I, I know you were you had a good week last week. Um, not that we're keeping track or anything, but how are you continuing that? Are you continuing to be sanctified? And um, how can I continue to pray to encourage you uh, with that? But following up on that, not just, you know, saying those things or hearing those comments and then the next time you talk to them it's like you didn't even have that conversation before because people can feel that and I, when people feel that you remember things and you're following up with them midweek and praying for them and you know the next time you see them it's like hey you know we talked about little Johnny last time how is he doing uh, that means a lot to people and that shows that genuine care versus just like I'm just asking you because that's what I'm, that's what I'm supposed to do right right yeah, and you guys all know what that feels like. You, you know what it feels like to see somebody who comes up to you and their recall is so good, and they pull out like, hey, two weeks ago, you said you had a meet, big meeting coming up at, at your work on Thursday, and I forgot to ask you about it last week, but hey, how'd that meeting go? Did, yeah. it, did it go well? Is there – what can I continue to pray for from you? And you sit there, and you're like, wow, man, that guy really cares for me. <laughs> yeah. He remembered that from like two weeks ago. Like not only does he remember my name, right? right? Like – that's let's, a struggle sometimes, right? It, we all probably need to get better than at that. Like, let's stop with the "Hey, bud, good to see you." Yeah. Like, let's let's be humble enough to be like, "Dude, I totally am blanking on your name. Will you remind me?" Yeah. Because honestly, that guy probably doesn't know yours either, right? <laughs> so it'll be good. You guys can trade names and then keep going. But yeah, loving each other that way. And then on the flip side, you know, not even when somebody's suffering, but like Ephesians four sixteen or sorry, Ephesians four twenty nine says this, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. So we focus on that a lot, right? Yeah. Like we shouldn't be using our mouths to, to talk about things that are not glorifying to the Lord, that are, are glorifying of sin. But this is how that verse continues. But here's what we should speak. Only such as is good for building up, mm-hmm. edifying, building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Are your conversations, men, with other men, building them up and giving grace to them such that like when they see you coming, they're like, dude, I can't wait to talk to this guy. Right. Because every time I talk to him, I leave encouraged. Yeah. I leave ready to, to run harder after Christ as a result of talking with him. Yeah. And you have those people you have, we all have them in our church that you're like, man, I just, I want to talk to that person because I feel encouraged. I feel lifted up. Um, after I talk to them, and then you also have those people that you're like, oh boy, uh, I don't want to talk to that person. So, but we we want to be that as men, and we want to be that person that um, can remember those those facts and those events that happened in people's lives, and we can follow up on that. But ultimately, be able to continue to point people to Christ. We don't want people to feel like you know we're beating them over the head when they have a conversation. Um, you know, they have their own convictions and, and that in life. We want to be men that say, hey, press on, excel still more, right. um, and have that feeling because we all need it as men, right? right? When we're battling against the world, the world's going to throw everything that it can to right. knock us out. Knock us out. 
and to have a, a quote unquote brother in Christ be somebody else that's just you know grilling you and, and not having those motives to lift you up, that can be deflating too. And so yeah. as men, we want to to dig deep so we can know, so we can build up and encourage. Yeah, and uh, and and this requires intentionality. Like as you're thinking about who you're going to interact with, whether you're going to a small group, you're going to a Bible study, you're going to church, think about the fact that you're going to have conversations, you're going to have opportunities for conversations like this. So be intentional and even planning for these conversations ahead of time. What are some of the questions you're going to ask? Who are you going to see there? What did they talk about last week? What do you need to follow up with? I mean, we need to do that work ahead of time before we go there and not just kind of coast through things, which is so often my default. And I need to be better at that, uh, just thinking about that. But we want to be like like Timothy, like Paul was was writing to the Philippian church, and he said, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. Verse 20, he says this, for I have no one like him who will be, here's the word, genuinely concerned for your welfare. Mm-hmm. Paul's saying, look, I want to send you Timothy because Timothy genuinely loves you. Yeah. And man, we want to be like that. We want to be people, we want people to look at us and be like, dude, that's a Timothy in my life. Like, I know he genuinely loves me and is concerned for me. Um, So yeah, within the church, guys, we need to have these intentional conversations where we're not settling for, hey, how are you? Good, good, great. I'm going to move on and talk to somebody else. Hey, how are you? Good, good, awesome. I'm going to sit down now. We need to be willing to, to sit there, to marinate, to engage with each other, to have conversations that go beyond the surface. Um and get after the the eternal things, the eternal conversations that we need to have in our lives. How are you doing in your walk with Christ? How's your marriage? How's your parenting? How's your time in the Word going? Um, hey, I just want to encourage you. I saw this in you, and I just want to commend you for that. I think the Lord's doing great things in your life through that. You know, yeah. um, Hey, I wanted to let you know I'm praying for you. These are all things that are worthwhile conversations that we can have with, with each other that are going to matter more than just for the here and now. Yeah, and one thing is that's helpful with this is... Uh, planning out time for that. So, you know, our, our church in normal circumstances starts at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Well, instead of trying to get there at 8.55 and find your seat, and then right afterwards you, you plan something at, you know, 10 o'clock, so you got to skate out of church, well, 11 o'clock, so you got to skate out of church right after, um, plan time for that get to church early and you, you don't have any plans. Maybe you're there 20 minutes early and maybe you go find your seat and you just got time to relax a little bit. But more than likely what's going to happen is you're going to start getting in conversations. And as men, oftentimes what happens, what rushes us out of these conversations is we start to get that itch of like, you're causing me to be late for something. And so right. then it's like, I, I can't care for you because I got to get on to the next thing. And right. so plan for that open period, plan right. for a space. You don't need to jam pack your schedule minute to minute uh, because that just never works that way. And it just causes frustration and, and the inability for us to stop and care. Right. Right. So yeah. So I guess in in summary, like Kellen was just talking there, be intentional, carve out that time, plan to have time to be able to engage in these conversations, be ready for an answer that's not good. You know, <laughs> fine, I'm I'm all right. Um, and even when you get the answer good, probe deeper, yeah. ask follow up questions. Great. Why are you doing what's what's going so well in your life right now? Right. Ask those follow up questions. Ask questions. After you get the answer, you know, marinate there in those conversations, men, and uh, and be somebody's Timothy. Be that person that's got that genuine concern for others, 
that you are going to be that source of building up, like Paul says in Ephesians 4, uh, that you are going to build them up, that you are going to give grace to them, even in the words that you speak, that you are going to be just a, a blessing in their life. That's how we should be interacting, communicating to each other, with each other as men. And we will be praying for you towards that end this week. 